This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Hello everybody, welcome to Off the Rack'em Cell. And I'm Tiffany. It's a comic book review show where we take the books in the past week, recap them, review them, tell you how we thought uh, they turned out, and then give you recommendations for comics that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Of course, this show yes. isn't possible without viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, guess what? You are a super secret sponsor of today's episode. All you have to do to sponsor today's show is use Super Chats and ask a question or comment. We will read it here on the program. That is our tit for tat. Uh, we will take in money and you will get to be on the show. It's not really much, very prestigious, but I'll take it anyway. Um, and many of you have already have, like Girk Pectus, uh, who asked, Have you read the Weapon X ongoing series? I hate it. It's edgelord porn about villains doing horrible things with no consequences. Nope. No. I didn't read it. Nah, it didn't appeal to me. First issue had Greg Landart. I was like, are you kidding me? So, uh, no, I didn't read that. Uh, Brian Rollins, not much to say about comics this week, so here's a little money for your greatness. Well, oh, well, thank you. The greatness comes from you, Brian. Thank you so much for your support, man. Thank you, um, thank you, thank you. So don't worry, we'll be talking about comics uh, for the both of us. Or for the three of us, really. Yes. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, Raj Patel. So Wonder Woman 770 has Diana as on an Asgardian adventure. I'm in. Hopefully the team stays long enough for them to make an impact. Also, just gave uh, Zdarsky Red Hood. He's done more with him in one story than Lodell has in the past decade. Those are That's, that's uh, some heavy criticism for the, the use of the Red Hood character, uh, who I don't really care about or have much regard for, but uh, I will tell you, I think uh, he's gotten a lot of play since Three Jokers and this. These are the two biggest pushes for this character in terms of uh, exposure and also like depth of story. Uh, I think a lot of people like what Lodell did with him, but he's not my kind of character, so I didn't, I didn't really, like, I don't care. And that's okay. That's true, yeah. You don't have to like everything. <laughs> uh, the the fake Grant Morrison, after not giving much thought to Mirror Master, then listening to that Unkillable's back issues, gotta say he make a terrifying horror villain, popping in and out of uh, drains, and reflection, uh, dra my drain reflection while I'm taking a shower. Ugh. Yeah, agreed. Mirror Master's a scary character, especially if you turn him into a zombie. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's like the Candyman. He is exactly like the Candyman. No, he's not. You have to say his name three times. There's bees. Does he have bees? No, he does not have bees. There's no bees, but it's not Candyman. But uh, he does have babble lenses on his goggles that disrupt <laughs> information. Gary Florstall <laughs> says, uh, started reading Vertigo Hellblazer because of you guys. What was your favorite volume? I mean... It's... Yeah. Tough call. Well, yeah, because I'd say like the first one because the first one really like set the tone for the series. True. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's some certain power there where they came in and they're like, this is this is what to expect from this. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, don't know. I think probably dangerous habits. Yeah, that's really what it is. But like, you gotta give like I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Lawson thought I missed it. Hope all is well. It is all <gasps> well. And uh, you didn't miss it. No, you didn't. A little bit of uh, catch up and business. New business before we get started. Uh, first of all, if you want to watch uh, more, you can always go to twitch.tv slash comicpop and watch Tiffany play video games Tuesdays and Wednesdays, uh, which she has been doing for over a year. Congratulations on having at least a full year, if not more. It's two years. Two years? I'm sorry. I thought you were celebrating your annual anniversary, so. No, it's two or two years. We're getting close to three. Getting close to three. Yeah. It's amazing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Brand new emotes that you created yourself. Yeah. You can use, uh, and you can use everywhere. If you get them through us, you can use them in, uh, you uh, know. Other Twitch chats. Absolute Comics of Streams, for example. 
There's a lot of fun stuff there. So check it out on twitch.tv slash comiclab. Costs nothing to follow. Uh, and if you are on Twitch at all, why not? So check it out. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, Elseworlds Exchange. People asked where the show was. Don't worry. Yeah, what happened? What happened indeed? Uh, well, I know what happened. Uh, I, there's too many effing shows. I'm on too many podcasts, too many shows. And so what I, uh, what I decided internally, uh, unofficially, was I'm only going to do it every other week. Right. So uh, over the last month, I had only done two. And uh, so I really wanted to dial it back. And I feel like it makes the show a little better because, it, you know, you have full uh, attention and also there's a little scarcity, you know, like, hey, it's not every week. It's not an it's not a disposable series. It's a show that like happens. And when it does, it's because everybody's coming together, and making it happen. So I really wanted to dial it back and make it only every other week. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless there is a comic book creator interview, in which case that would occupy the missing slot. Right. Um we uh, we had such a guest lined up last week, so I took I told Joe take the take the week off because of the day off that we took from the week prior, and they flaked, and we had to we had to we had to we had to cancel. Yeah, and it was, it was too like, late. It was super super right before the show. It was it was right before the show. Well, we and then they said they can only do it in the evening after other shows, and then they couldn't do it at all and could only do it on days when the show isn't. So I had to cancel. So the show just didn't happen as a result. Yes. Uh, so instead, uh, you know, we're just going to get back to normal. In fact, uh, tomorrow I have uh, Dan Larson over from Toy Galaxy lined up, and he and I are going to talk about a failed project of mine that uh, you may have seen if you follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash SalSaysWhat. Uh, you can also see it because she retweeted it over on twitter.com slash TheRealZoobs. You can see Tiffany tweeting uh, on a near-constant <laughs> basis. It's a lot of fun. Don't promise near-constant. I feel like I have to do something. You should. But yeah, so uh, that's where Elseworlds went. Uh, Elseworlds is back. It will yes. be back tomorrow. It may be back late because uh, Dan's only available after I'm done recording everything. So it's literally a repeat of last week, only with a different creative. Um, so Elseworlds will be back. It Tom will be back. Tomorrow. It's happening. So don't worry. Possibly with different clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I am alive. Hello. Uh, Sol <laughs> says, uh, I just bought all the Hickman era X books and just started Ten of Swords. Yay! I'll finally be able to understand what Tiffany's talking about. <laughs> Hooray! Enjoy the madness. Yeah. Uh, King's Portkle, you guys will never know how much back issues has meant to me over the years. I'm glad you found your MJ Sal. Give this five to Ethan for getting physical. Nice. Will do. Thank you for your support. Uh, and, you know, for the, for the kind words. Yeah. Physical. It's a show that'll never happen. He did it one time, kind of, and it wasn't really it, but what, That's right. whatever. But technically it happened, yeah. I guess. Beaton's been on record. If we get a million subscribers, he will do the show. That's what he said. Uh, Philip Kelton, uh, thoughts on the Snyder Cut? Did you, will you see it? Yeah, it's going to come out on Thursday. We will see it. A lot of people that are like smaller than us got access to it. We didn't. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but yeah, we'll be watching it like everybody else on Thursday. We're no one's friend. That's right. <laughs> That's how it goes. Um, so yeah, we'll watch that on Thursday like yeah. everybody else. Yeah, I'll waste four hours of my life to watch that. So, uh, let's talk about some books. Yes. Right? You read a lot, it looks like, based I read... on all the tabs I'm seeing. That's true, that's true. I'm only gonna talk, I'm not gonna spend, like, 20 minutes an issue talking about this stuff, though, so okay. don't worry. Um. Why does that look like he's, like, bluing out? Yeah. He's not, is he? No. Good. No. <laughs> no, I figured, you know, because Philip Kennedy Johnson is the new hotness, yeah, he took over Superman, Superman number 29 from Philip Kennedy Johnson, and art by Philip Hester, who 
drew a lot of stuff, particularly uh, Justice League stuff in the 90s and 2000s. It's kind of fun to see him back. Does it look super 90s? It looks, it looks super Philip Hester. And if you like it, that's great. And if okay. you don't, you'll never like it. Oh. Uh, but uh, it's fun. And uh, I saw him, uh, Philip Hester, that is, on Twitter, talking about how, like, proud he was of the world. Well, this has ages 13 plus as well on it. Yeah, well, they're all going to be 13 plus, I think. I Are think they that's really? The Is that yeah. like the new thing? Probably. Uh, it's just DC just mucking up their covers. See, you know, no, they don't I, know what the I would say doing. that what they put on the Swamp Thing one, and that was 100% accurate. Yeah, no, uh, Superman, you, anyone can read it. Under 13 doesn't matter. Okay. This issue in particular, uh, the issue is just like, John is sad because like all teenage children, they realize their parents are mortal, but John has it on good authority that his father is mortal because he used to live in the 31st century and they have like a book about him being dead. So they, he knows how Superman's going to die and when he's going to die. And he think he doesn't think he's like ready to handle Why it. Why would anyone let him do that? So that's the book. And, uh, you know, they, they deal with like a space anomaly. There's a terror in the, in space, Monsters that look a lot like the aliens from Bloodlines, but they're probably not the aliens from Bloodlines, are pouring out. Uh, they fight them. Uh, Manda Waller and Star Labs discover that the tear, the energy from the tear, it can hurt Superman. It can't hurt John. And that John suspects that this tear will kill Superman. I don't like her. No. I think I'm just... It's because you're still stewing. <laughs> I'm, I'm still salty from our uh, enemies within playthrough <laughs> yeah yeah which you wouldn't miss if you were following twitch.tv slash comic <laughs> oh my gosh stop um okay it's well, fine it's like doc brown in charge of time travel in in the 30 right? whatever it's 31st century yeah where it's just like no you can't have all this information and yet we got to do something about your kids right john or your parents john mm -hmm. we gotta, i gotta send you back in time so you can stop whatever yeah it's pretty lame that's a shame. I gotta tell you. Uh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe this is just, it's like a soft open. Yeah. Like, I was, uh, hey. I, you know, I was doing a Superman book on back issues the other day, and I was complaining about how, uh, the, the big complaint about the title we were talking about was that, like, Superman as a book was getting stale because there was never any room to breathe. They had all these ideas going on in Superman titles, but none of them have any, mi have a minute to breathe. Right. Like, Perry White dying of lung cancer. That's a really interesting and juicy story, and any writer today would make something out of it and it would be like gut-wrenching and true because something like honest would be infused into it and because of decompression it would take like a hundred issues to get through uh so i can't complain too much about this idea where it's like it's a son realizing his father is mortal and that's that's a theme it's an idea it makes sense and i'm sure it'll like carry over i like that theme especially when you're dealing with superman who was like often thought of like as a godlike yeah. entity so like that's fine like i don't have an issue with that yeah it, i just don't care it's just like it was one of those things where i read it and i'm like that was nice right i wish it wasn't five dollars i guess for me i wish it, it didn't come from like i saw it I, I i found this information out in the future yeah like you could have this realization by like superman has like a fight with someone and it's like you like he sees him weak for a second he's like oh my god you're gonna die someday yeah that's not yeah that's like, not what that is uh, that's a shame yeah that that all right. Yeah, but there's like there, you know there there is a nice thing where they where uh, uh, Johnson gives Hester lots of room to breathe. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of like no dialogue, so when it does happen, it actually is kind of a surprise. You're like, oh, there's people talking in this book, um, which is kind of cute. Mm. Otherwise, like it is a recommend, but I'm wary. You know, I'm kind of like 
it was one of those issues where I was like, wow, if I bought this for like a dollar, I would have really enjoyed it. And it was like five. So like, and there's a backup story by somebody else and I'm not going to read it because I don't read backup stories. Maybe, so, maybe the secret to all of this, you know, to prevent the future state stuff that we had to do with John is to DH him because then he won't be the age he should be when all these things are supposed to happen. Yeah, that would make sense. I don't, that's how do you Either do way, it doesn't matter. Like, just, <laughs> just do it anyway. Sure. Uh, Dimitri Katsumcenevis uh, is helping us out with a super chat with an adorable uh, lemon. Person? Person. Thank you very much. I like that. <laughs> I like these I like these uh, super stickers or whatever they're called. They're cute. Yeah. But yeah, it was a cute little little cute little issue. Yeah. Um speaking of uh, cute little issues, uh Batman Urban Legends came out. Uh Batman Urban Legends, if you're like, oh my god, the magistrate again, a new character by James Tynan the Fourth, again, anything, you can just read this. Because it's just everything else. <laughs> it's just it's it's DC realizing that, oh, right, Batman sells. I can just put Batman in everything. And that way there's a Batman for everybody. Uh, the reason why this is so uh, popular in any way is because it's Chip Zdarsky writing a story about Batman and Red Hood. Right. Cool. I'm I'm down. Yep. And it's it's well written. Uh, the uh, the Red Hood story, it, it's much more about Jason than it is about Batman. Uh, it, it harkens back. It reminds me a little bit of the Red Hood uh introduction in the first place where it's like mm -hmm. batman's over here red hood's over here alfred's like you gotta go deal with him batman's like i don't want to you know it's that kind of thing uh, -huh. uh by the way the art is by eddie barrows and eber ferreira uh good stuff also there's a flashback artist who does it uh marcus toe does that so cool. there's three different artists for one quarter of the issue okay a lot of fun stuff in there uh but otherwise like i really dug it there's only one Okay, so there's I got I got to do this. Here I'm we sorry. Go. It's happening. There's a retcon in here. There's a retcon in here. There's a retcon is in this here. In continuity. It is now. Oh, okay. Well, because people are talking about it. Right. It, it it isn't it isn't in continuity until it is. Who knows? But in this story, Jason Todd's mother. I think died of an overdose or something. We all know Jason Todd's mother actually died. In an explosion in Ethiopia. Yeah, what? So, like, I don't know if Zadarsky forgot or if he's, like, changing it deliberately. But either way, that ain't how she died. There's no reason for that to be in there. That's bizarre. Maybe... I mean, it's in there because it has to parallel because there's a kid in the story. Sure. His mother ODs. And so Jason takes him in and doesn't take him into his house, but takes him under his wing to bring him to his father, who's also a crook, finds out his father's an asshole, and then he murders his father. So it's like, now what am I going to do? Neat stuff. Cool, cool ideas. Um, could be a stepmother. Who knows? He has like four of them. But he says his mother. So... I guess, yeah, if you're going to say that, you probably need to, like, indicate... Just, yeah, indicate like, which one it is. Yeah. I don't Especially know. Especially because his mother did die in such a, like, well-known and famous exactly. title. So it's like... And yeah. it doesn't matter what his New 52 origin is because New 52 is gone and it's Infinite Frontier, so everything happened. And it's like, everything happened, and also I'm going to use the, like, no. All of these heroes should be having a meltdown right they now. They really should be, <laughs> but they're not because nobody at DC is in charge. So... That's fun. There's also a uh, there's also a Poison Ivy story that like cements maybe in continuity. We don't know. It's another like 
it's one of the few on-panel kisses between Harley and Ivy. Sure. A, a relationship no one has a problem with and everyone just assumes it's happening on the side. Yes. Well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a relationship that no one has a problem with except for the people apparently in charge of DC Comics. Because it's literally everywhere else. Well, I, you know, there's something about the like on-again, off-again nature of it where they're just like, it's almost like they're those friends who are like, listen, honey, if we're not married by this age, we'll get married. Right. But it's cool. That's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. There's also a Grifter tie-in. I don't understand what's going on with Grifter or why they keep pushing him so hard. I, I, Grifter. I don't get it. It's happening. I don't get it. But whatever. So Grifter. that was that happened. Nice. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number 61 came Did, out. Would you like me to talk about some books? Why not? Usually <laughs> you have to take a few minutes to get ready. So no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm set, man. Great. I, I read a lot this week, too. I know you did. Take it away. Um. Oh, too late. Okay, Amazing Spider-Man number sixty-one. I jump. I, I'm gonna do a quick recap, but not even a recap. I'm just gonna talk about the fact that I did read X Factor this week. It's X Factor ah. number eight. That was the highest selling comicsology comicsology book this week. Right. Was, was X Factor. Um, written why? By, written by Leah Williams with art by David Baldion. This is the penultimate for this arc. Oh. Which is probably why. Mm -hmm. Um. That said, if you haven't been keeping up with X Factor like me <laughs> this was not the book to jump into yeah i did read one or two previous or prior to this yeah, you so did. from that i pieced together what's been going on mm -hmm. um much like the first few issues of hellions and kind of where hellions is right now this has some some serious horror elements going on and cool. like some very like dope like art in it yeah i'd never heard of that person before um but it, like it also made sure to constantly make me think of the wicked and divine because banshee or, well not banshee siren has been um possessed by the morrigan she's made a deal with her again okay the morrigan is in the wicked and divine as a as a deity so i was like i kept thinking that and yeah. like they do do not like exactly at but all it looks kind of like, like I, I get those vibes and yeah. i'm like oh that's fun like i just i was like oh neat right wicked and divine there's a series i should finish someday yeah um just a lot of like crazy stuff happens in this issue that like i'm not going to ruin for you if you haven't been keeping up with this something you might want it's almost over well this yeah this, this arc literally the next issue will be the next like of this arc and that will be um that i guess for this story mm -hmm. um it does qu not call it a question but like point out the fact that it's like when cerebro is backing you up there is time in which cerebro is doesn't catch right like in between backups yeah and so like the chances of you dying and having 100 percent backup pretty low it's very low yeah and i was like oh that's actually that's an interesting point to 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 make um especially because these guys are simultaneously dealing with horror and also dealing with like a mystery like you know like oh what happened how yeah. do we figure whatever Let's fill in the gaps yeah, yeah yeah but like like a few of them were like okay if i die though right now there's i'm gonna have to refigure this out because there's no way sabriva has backed up yeah what with me having figured out xyz so exactly. i'm like oh that's like that's such a funny like thing to say in the midst of like like the worst moment you could have where it's like you're you're trapped in you're the, gonna die yeah 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 in the boneyard which i was like maybe maybe you don't go to the boneyard maybe you don't call it the boneyard mm. maybe, maybe that like keeps the horror away yeah that's I, fair i don't know um but 
That said, if you haven't been reading X-Factor, I would go back and, and maybe grab this arc if you're interested in seeing, like, X-Men dealing with a little more, like, supernatural and, like, horror elements and also, like, unraveling a mystery amongst themselves because there was a whole lot of, like, but wait, the, how did that person die? How did I die? What happened? Yeah. Was it this? Was it that? There's a lot of, like, crazy um, imagery and, you know visions that each person sees in this and like it, it's just it just kind of goes off the wall off the rails in okay. like a good way oh so again not where to jump in yep i'm gonna say probably next issue probably not the place to jump in Mm-mm. but you know there's only six issues right uh well this is issue eight right okay wait did i say eight or i say six what did i say i don't even know anymore um but i liked it and like i said like from having read like one or two of these, I was able to piece it together. Right. Especially with the opening um, extra bit at the beginning. Where I was right, like, with the, with the right. recap page. I'm like, I remember that. I remember this. Because I remember Siren dying. Yeah. Remember that in yeah, one of the X-Factor books? I was like, oh yeah, right. Yeah. And then that kind of put everything into perspective as to what had happened. Deals were struck, that kind of thing. Yeah. No marriage is annulled though. So, you know. Right. <laughs> Why not? So I would, I would potentially um check that out but again go back right okay i mean that makes sense for sure well sometimes it's like you can kind of jump in and yeah. it's like no it's all right like this is i was like okay this is definitely the you need some the pool info here. yeah so yeah cool <laughs> uh so really quick i read amazing spider-man number 61 from nick spencer <clears throat> and patrick gleason this is the issue where he gets a new costume that i'm sure will be in the playstation 5 spider-man game yeah um the costume is a gift from uh, Nora Winters and their like Daily Bugle. Uh, you say rip-off. Nora Winters, I just it's just a character. Immediately think of Nora Freeze. Freeze, no, it's not her. Because her last name's Winters. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's Marvel, you know, and she doesn't look anything like her. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but in any case, uh, he gets the suit. It's a gift. Uh, he's sponsored now. It's basically like turning Spider-Man into a streamer, and like he gets, you know, like requests when he's fighting villains to do moves and to say things and like you can do super chats that happens okay do you like do you remember in the first spider-man game with that chick yeah screwball yeah he says that too what he's like oh man because screwball is not just a playstation character she was invented the comic right 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 but he's like oh yeah it's just like screwball um I hated those missions. Yeah, they were horrible. Uh, but I did, you know, it's funny, without it, I wouldn't have learned, I wouldn't have been forced to learn all of the ways that it works. Yeah. And uh, so I'm glad I did because I'm like, uh, you know, I can breeze through that game now with all the gadgets and everything. <laughs> um, also, Spencer remembered that uh, Boomerang is a character he really wants to push. So uh, Fisk is putting a bounty on uh, on Boomerang. He looks like not... He doesn't look like Spider-Man. Yeah, he, he looks like a spider-spin-off like character. Spin-off character. Yeah, he looks like one of the Stingers. It's just... They're Slingers. Yeah, he's yeah. just a... Yeah, it, it's, it's a costume that will be forgotten in a year. Uh, but, like, you know what's funny about that is that, like, I, we've, I've seen Spider-Man in, in costumes that are not the red and blue, and it still comes across as Spider-Man. I don't know what it is, because it really, it, like, it's got it, the eyes, yeah. it's got the... You know what it I mean? It could like, be that it's not supposed to feel like Spider-Man because it is deliberately, like, sponsored, because it was created, you know, not from Horizon Labs or something like that. It's It was built know. by, like, a company. Right. Also, like, why would Spider-Man ever fall for this? Like... I remember when he was given the Iron Spider armor and he was like really worried that Iron Man was getting like biological information fed to him. And it's like, why would he trust this company to give him this? Anyway. Maybe so he, he just really liked the look of it. 
I mean, I don't, but like, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it. It's just, he, you know, he wears it and uh, Randy's getting close. You know, Spencer remembered all the other stuff he wanted to do. You know, like, oh, Boomerang's his roommate. Don't forget that. Right. Oh, um, Randy Robertson is dating Beetle. Don't forget that. Oh, uh, they have Gog as their pet. Don't forget that. You know, like. Oh, yeah. So he's just reminding you of all the things that he he abandoned to do the Kindred arc, which is all anyone asked him to do. Right. But then the Kindred arc was a dud. So. So now we're. Back. So what is what are we, what are we even reading this for? Um, the art is great. It's by Patrick Gleason. Uh, the costume is fine. I'm sure it'll look really great. As he looks a like he's ready to go to Krakoa. Yeah. Honestly, mm-hmm. like there's some some like X influence there or maybe it's just because i keep reading so many x-men titles I think that's what it is. but it's it, you know the art's great and uh and and the costume is fun looking is even though it doesn't scream spider-man uh and if you like you know like the every the everyday spider-man adventures like this is very much that it goes sure. it gets right back to its roots in terms of that that can be nice yeah like having a moment like yeah. just have it a second exactly just take a minute exactly so there you have it cool um, I read Strange Academy uh, by Scotty Young with art by Humberto Ramos. I'm amazed. This is, I think Ramos has been on the book the whole time, right? Yes, they both have. Good this for is, them. This is issue nine. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're still going. Wow. Um, I, I feel like this is easily one of the funnest titles at Marvel right now mm. with like a ton of heart. You know yes. what I mean? Like it's just something fun that like a lot of different ages, a lot of different people, like people with different interests can get into this, even though maybe they're not into the magical side because right. there's just something like charming about these kids and yes. their adventures. This one in particular has that charm to it. It's parents day yes. at the strange Academy. <laughs> and so everyone's parents have to come. Um, Doyle and um, Gabe's parents uh, are not going to be there. Oh obviously. no, the dread door mammal is not going to come. Uh, no, no. Sorry. Calvin, not Gabe. Uh, uh no, Dormammu was not invited, and um, Calvin had been in foster care and um, not in, in not had good luck with his foster families, mm-hmm. so he has no one coming as well. So those two kind of go off on their own adventure. Um, their own adventure includes questioning what Calvin's jacket secretly is. Okay. Because, like, he has a dream at one point in which his jacket kills his stepfather oh. um, and, like, takes him over, and, like, that does happen later on. Oh, in no! Which, like, the the two of them end up like in the basement like storage room and they're like playing around with like stuff and and Doyle's trying to find a gift for Emily because he's like you you like this you think she he's like Calvin's like you know dude just tell her you like her you yeah. know like everyone knows and he's like I don't like her like that and he's like seriously you're right gonna, you're gonna pull that with me mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not an idiot <laughs> um but then the mindless ones show up because oh, cool. they're kind of custodial at oh, the okay. school <laughs> All right. and like Doyle's like no they're here for me because like ever since I've gotten here. They know. They know that it was my dad who, like, imprisoned them and took their will away from oh. them. And, like, so they're here for me. So they fight a little bit. And he, like, tries to make amends. But then, like, Calvin's jacket kind of takes over. And, like, he gets scary for a second. Mm. And, like, at the end of the day, Doyle's like, yeah, but you didn't kill anyone. And he's right. like, let's just keep this between you and me. And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. Meanwhile, while that's going on, like, it, it's just hilarious. It, hilarity ensues. Essentially, yes. Everyone's parents show up and they all meet one another. And, um... In fact, um, Alvi and Eric, Eric, the two from Asgard, mm-hmm. um, their parents can't make it. Okay. So Loki comes. 
Oh. Uncle Loki shows up. Yay. Um, so he's Don't there. forget he used to be super sorcerer supreme. He did. He he does. But we we don't really get a lot of play of that. Like that has this is just the literal, like just the fun part of it. Now that oh. might come back later on that they're like, Oh, Loki did XYZ. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. this is literally just because they're having fun. You know, Strange has set things up, like there's like games and activities and whatever. Emily's parents show up. Okay. And that's where we find out that Emily's mom is super competitive. Ah. Uh. She's like embarrassingly so. Yeah. In fact, like they have a scavenger hunt and like her mom and dad like win, but then Loki also wins. Like he cheats yeah. and she's screaming at him. And she's like, You you're a trickster and you cheated and blah 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 blah. And like her her daughter's like, um, maybe we don't scream at the, you know God of Mischief. Uh, yeah, yeah, like maybe we don't do that. And right. she's like, No, forget it. They have like a foot race at some point, and like right at the finish line, her mom trips Loki, oh, <laughs> so man. he loses. Okay, so it's just it's just it's just cute. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, um, just seeing them like you know enjoying themselves. But we also get progression in terms of like character. Yeah, with the Doyle and the Calvin storyline, right. which I feel like Scotty Young does a really good job of balancing that, where it's like, hey, look, we're having fun, blah 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 blah. But like, also like, this... we're gonna deal with this character mm-hmm. and like maybe we're his background, focus on them. yeah, and like see where that goes. Also, then finally Doyle does meet her parents, oh. and like they're like, Emily's taught us a lot about you. And he, like, <laughs> oh, no. turns, he turns like pink flame instead. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> cute. It's adorable. Um, it's just a cute story. Again, if you're looking for something just lighthearted that like occasionally will have like some real emotional moments to it. Strange Academies for you then. Nice. Uh, really quick, just because I forgot that this book came out, but I did read it because I own I own it in physical. Oh yeah. It's a nonstop Spider-Man from uh, Joe Kelly with art by Chris Bocciolo. So it should be a Tiffany Spider-Man pickup. Yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. Oh, you had a copy of it. I'll have to read it. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> that's it. It's just a fun Spider-Man book. You know. Okay. Is it in continuity? Who cares? I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Joe Kelly has written for Spider-Man before. Sure. Uh, the Bocciolo art, you know, it was, he's he's no stranger to doing non-amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man titles. Uh, and uh, he does a nice job. Uh, I hate the title, but like, it is living up to it. You know, like he has to be Spider-Man the whole time or whatever. Okay. It's not like he crank or he'll die or anything, but you know, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's just, you know, hey, uh, it's good. Like, okay. And the Bachelor art, like there's a couple moments where you're like, wow, yeah, there's 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 why people hire Bachelor. Uh and uh, look, I just like his art. I know. I like his art, but I know it's not for everyone. No. And sometimes it's for me and sometimes that. it isn't. Like, yeah, no, I get it. I but, get it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. It's uh, cool. I also picked up Eternals. Eternals number three came out. Is it still good? I'm I'm not gonna go into it because I think for a lot of people they're not reading this book. I find this book to be compelling. Okay, good. This is a compelling book. It's written by Kieran Gillen with art by Asad Rebek. Mm-hmm. Um I do have interest in the Eternals, especially when they're written this well. So we're talking <laughs> like Neil Gaiman and, and this and some That's other, it. and I, yeah. no, some other stories too. Yeah. But like this, I find it just be a very compelling book. Um, it's it's like the Eternals dealing with like CSI or Law and Order. Like okay. they're trying to solve, solve a mystery. mystery and like the murder of Zeros and like how yeah. the fact that he's not coming back. Right. And this time we, we pull in Athena and that's what this is all about. This is about Athena and honestly Cersei and like they're like butting heads. Cool. And the fact that like Athena has this problem, not problem, Athena has this um, quality okay. to her in which she likes to have relationship with uh, with deviants. Oh, Okay. Because she 
feels for them. She feels empathy for them. And like, there's something about them that like, you know, she's like, we should be a little more like them and they could aspire to be like us. And like, we see a little bit of history there, but that like, the fact is that Athena and her dad had like uh, a little bit of a falling out, not 24 hours before he died. Right. And uh, in which much like if you were watching law and order, um, there's a recording of her saying, I'll kill you. Right. Of course. (laughs) Um, and so we have to deal with that. And like, tung, tung. yeah, it's it's very much that. Uh, we also find out that uh, something has happened to Vulcan. Oh no, would have been next in line. Oh, would have, would have. Oh yeah. no, doink doink. <laughs> um, literally, that is very much what this is. I there's something about that juxtaposition of having these like nigh omnipotent beings yes. dealing with a these... murder mystery. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, and like what this means for the world because there's also something wrong with the uh, world machine or mm. whatever. Yeah. Um, and that it's breaking down and um, yeah. Cool. So, oh, also Icarus found that boy he feels like he has to protect. Ah, uh, yes. It's kind of a like fun moment there where like he just waits outside of his house and then like people keep gathering around it and like the family's like, go away. <laughs> We're in New York, but yet here's a crowd. Right. And then like huge, a huge hailstorm happens and mm. he's like, because he knows that the Eternals machine has broken. Yes. And so like things are out of whack. Cool. And so like he's there to protect. Mm-hmm. But so they invite him inside and it's a very like well-written conversation. But again, it's a conversation, guys. There isn't a whole lot of like action in this book right now. This yeah. is very much just like watching people have conversations or like battles of words. Right. Like Cersei and Athena. That's cool. So that's, I, that's exciting. I, I, like I dig it. Um, did I say Athena? I meant Athena. But they said Athena so many times in this uh. book because they're comparing her to... The fact that like when like back in the day like they she was mistaken for the goddess Athena because you know of X Y Z qualities and sure. she does have many of those qualities but her name is Athena so excuse me hmm. so if you're interested in all in the Eternals and you like to Gaiman's run I suggest you go and pick this up but like I said like I get it this is not for everyone but mm-hmm. I just I like reading this book a lot cool uh, Taylor Harris can't stay we'll catch up tomorrow I'm looking forward to Falcon Winter Soldier and all the commentary after same here yeah I feel like I'm gonna have a lot fewer like you know oh my gosh magic Ooh, yeah it's more like do? that was fun that, i mean i'm sure there's gonna be mystery and, and like what you know whatever but like when magic isn't involved there's less like anything could happen right anything could happen yeah but like usually it's an illogical progression mm-hmm. with regular shows yeah. <laughs> rab l grifter's mask is just so cool so it's explaining to me <laughs> that's I that's what that's what you're missing it is no i'm not i have one uh vet g hey sal and tiffany i got around to reading matt fractions hawkeye and i haven't had more fun reading a comic than this one would love to hear your thoughts it's a great series the art's amazing and uh it's like i think the impetus behind the series so i mean kate bishop's in it so yeah uh we'll be doing that on back issues when the show drops yeah Danby 900 i the most important batman related thing this week is whether (laughs) tiffany can get jim's job back you were so close last time and made know. one wrong choice. This is on uh, the twitch.tv slash pop show where Tiffany played uh, the uh, the we, Telltale Batman game. We played both of them. And in the second one, I failed to get Jim his job back. I, I failed my waifu because Jim became the ultimate waifu for us. I would die for Jim Gordon. I know. I would die for him. He's great. <laughs> Hashtag waifu Jim. <laughs> Uh, Robot Guy 27, speaking of Spider-Man, when's the next Ultimate Spider-Man back issues? Uh, a month after I was going to do it. Uh, because that's what I do. I, I don't plan it, and uh, you know we have too many ba- we have too many way more exciting and interesting back issues to plan to do the story where Johnny Storm goes to Peter's school for a week. There, I just did it. 
uh, but thank uh, you for hopefully your Hopefully Ben and Ethan aren't watching. Right? That way they can... No, I mean, that's it. We did the episode. You can, you can come back <laughs> and watch us anytime. <laughs> Where is it, though? Where's the theme? It's at the end. It's at the end. Go to the end and you'll get the theme. Listen, we, and we get it. We get guys that, like... I got, love it, too. I, I was yeah. sad to lose, like, a real intro. Yeah, but we, we were hoping that, like, it wouldn't... We don't want to alienate our current viewers, but we do want to invite new viewers in, and sometimes... Ten dead seconds of music and nothing. <laughs> so we're trying it. Yeah. All right, give, give us a chance. Yeah. Let's try this. Uh, Atonal Assassin TV. Hey, longtime fan. First time. Hopefully not last Super Chat. Same <gasps> here. Thank you so much, Atonal. Oh, Ever met, uh, even met y'all at New York Comic Con a couple years ago. Hey. Uh, thanks for your entertaining content. Well, thank you thank for you so saying much. hello and uh, for introducing yourself at New York Comic Con. Hopefully we'll see each other at another one very soon. Right. Uh, but thank you, man. Uh, and Red... Where'd he go? Redhead Media. Just wanted to say I'm excited for the new Absolute Marvel and DC channel. Here's your chance to plug anyways, hoping <laughs> to see Last Ronin on back issues. You will see Last Ronin on back issues. And yes, uh, Benny and I launched a, ch a channel together, more or less. But he runs it and owns it and everything. So it's really more like I'm on it. And uh, it's called Absolutely Marvel and DC. And it's basically all the, <clears throat> all the crap you like from speculations to theories uh, <laughs> on your favorite Marvel and DC media properties that aren't comic books. You know, do you want to know a theory about uh, where Vision went? <clears throat> I, I did that. Uh, do you want to see Benny and I speculate about where WandaVision's going after the show's over? There's a video for that. Check that out. Vision went to the moon where he's talking to the Watcher. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Especially since they cast Watcher and uh, it's great. <laughs> uh, B Black uh, just bought my nephew Strange Academy for his 10th birthday Yay! Saturday with Super Sons. Thanks for the recommendation. My wife has a new appreciation for my nerddom now. <sighs> That's excellent. Those are two fantastic polls, uh, especially for that age. I mean, for anyone, but especially for that age. Yeah. I love that. Tell the tell the publishers, because they should know that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, I guess I'll recommend Daredevil number 28. This is the best superhero book on the shelves right now. If you... Wow. Yeah. If you didn't... <laughs> if you haven't checked it out yet, you are a fool. Uh, this is a book... This is a great book. It's just... Uh, especially because this one is written, uh, as always, by Chip Zdarsky, but also with art by Marco Cicchetto. Oh, Cicchetto's back? Yeah, Cicchetto's back. The art is just it's just next level. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess he just needs the time to be able to do issues like this. It's funny because the issue itself isn't filled with crazy action and amazing visuals, but the visuals that are there are amazing. And it is mm -hmm. crazy how good it looks. Okay. Um, of course, Elektra is Daredevil, and she's got a baller... Uh, costume. I love Electra Daredevil. I know it's not going to last, but I'm also enjoying it for as long as I can. She doesn't really like, it's not like all new, all different Daredevil, where she's right. like joining the Avengers or anything. It's yeah, just, yeah. she is in Hell's Kitchen. She's just like, every time she goes out and is Daredevil, she's like, Matt, this is so stupid. I can't believe you're doing this. Like, I can't <laughs> believe you do this. So great. And Matt is, uh, is finally addressing like how stupid it is that he got arrested. Okay. It's like, I believe in laws. And everyone there, everyone in the prison system, everyone outside is like, you're stupid. Like, you're a lawyer to keep people from going here because prisons are fundamentally broken. Right, right, and He's like, right. yeah, but I send people here, though. And he has a major dilemma in this issue, and it's just, it's just good. Great writing. Where, like, yeah. the whole time he's like, God, I'm Daredevil. I kick people's ass. I send them to prison. And then he deals with a, uh, an inmate who is, like, meek and timid and sheepish and uncomfortable, and he wants to sit with Daredevil and he knows him, like not personally, but like mm -hmm. he knows him from from fights he's had. And uh, Matt just feels really bad about him. And but he doesn't. He doesn't. He's 
he can't sleep because he's so sensitive to all the sounds. So he's just been in prison this whole time mm-hmm. and has like insomnia. And uh, he's also hearing like, all these horrible things. And right. so like he doesn't have the time or the inclination to talk to this guy for like over dinner. So he like leaves. And when he leaves, this guy is beaten to death. <gasps> and the guy, and, and when he's talking to the in-house therapist, uh, he is just overwhelmed with guilt. And he's like, I put him here. And she's like, no, you didn't. Spider-Man put him here. And he's thinking to himself, no, but Matt Murdock put him away. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So it's like, am, do I belong in here? Is this the right thing for me to be doing? Is Matt Murdock the problem? Am I the problem? Is everything part of my life like the problem? Got that classic Matt Murdock guilt. Yeah. Like great pouring in. Great stuff. Uh, I can't sing its praises enough. I really do mean this. Like, it's just, I, I think it's hovering around 30,000 copies a month. And it's is, like, it's... Sh- and is I, this the book people are sleeping on, you think? I think so. I think there's enough people that are buying it because, like, comics to- sales are in the toilet. But, like, 35,000. If we can get up to, like, 50,000. If 50,000 copies... Number one, the book will never be canceled. Number two, Marvel will never mess with it. It's doing so great because Marvel doesn't know about it. Like, they're just letting it happen. It's just coming out. Mm-hmm. As long as it didn't dip below 30,000, we're okay. But And King and Black Tine actually bumped it back up. But oh, interesting. I don't know how, but, like, whatever. Because some people, don't they want the King and Black stuff, so they're going to buy the tie-in. Yeah. Matt, by the way, of course, was possessed by a symbiote, and he defeats it in an amazing way. Ooh. Uh, it's not Chichetto art, but Is it's still it his great. incredible guilt? The symbiote's like, I can't deal with this. I mean, kind of. There's just a lot happening in here. I'm he leaving. sentences the symbiote. So it's it's really great. You should be reading the series, but like, let's not, you know, let's let's just sell it to everyone who deserves a Daredevil book, as opposed to like trying to make it the number one hit in America. Because if right. it is, Marvel will go, okay, okay, it's selling a hundred thousand copies. How do we fix this? Uh, you don't. So, uh, Young Goku over nine thousand. Hope you're good. Tom Taylor Nightwing this week, baby. Seems interesting that everyone is praising Ray Fisher's performance and the Snyder Cut as a whole, given all the drama with Whedon. By the way, tell me uh, to read Saga. Dude, you should read Saga. I mean, only, though, if you want to be caught on an incredible cliffhanger and, you know, cry your way through many issues. That's true. Just read it slowly. Maybe you'll catch up. Yeah. For the rest of us, I'm like, I'm literally going to have to read the last arc one more time, although the last issue was forever in my head. Yeah, you'll never forget. That is literally, like, the last issue that they put out. I will never forget that issue. Yeah. That's cool. No, it's not. I mean, it's cool because no, it comics is. are that powerful. It is. <laughs> Moa Chali, who of course was on Twitter, said, uh, never going to give you up, never going to let you up. <laughs> Thank you very much. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see me retweet uh, that weird thing people are doing with faces. <laughs> Check it out. I, I'm, I'm not even going to fill in what it is. I love that description. Thank you. That's it. Yeah. That's what it is. What else we got? I read The Children of the Atom. Oh, Number Children of the Atom. one this week. Written by uh, Vita Ayala, uh, with art by Bernard Chang. Yes. Now. 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 Let's talk about this real quick, um, because this issue, I don't know if you guys know this, I'm literally the least in the know person when it comes to a lot of news. Um, so, like, I picked this up and I read it, and I gotta tell you, uh, it there's a lot of enjoyable stuff in here, and honestly, I think it's definitely geared towards a younger audience, but there's a lot of kind of fun stuff happening in here. However, I was shocked to see how kind of rough it was in certain places. Like, it felt like it needed another run through editing to really just tighten up the script, honestly. 
uh, only then talk to Sal about this and to find out this has gone through a rewrite. I, I heard a rumor that this was either saw, rewritten I, or I, redrawn. I looked at I looked it up and like people did mention like rewrites or what have you. But like if that's the case, then this a lot of what I'm having issues with in here does it's make 100%. totally result of that. Yeah, um, I'm not saying that that's something that we just let slide. Um, <laughs> It's funny because, like, also Bernard Chang's art is solid. Yeah. However, however, <laughs> um, Bernard Chang's artwork suffers in one instance where it's kind of important for me, and that these characters are meant to look like teenagers, and they look like 80s and 90s sitcoms where, like, you have, like, 20 and 30-year-olds playing teenagers yeah, they're comic book teenagers they, right. because like in the 80s and 90s and 2000s teenagers did not look like teenagers yeah and so like that was my one issue there was just that was that like i had a hard time at the very beginning with the fight that i thought initially that they were fighting people who were the same age as they were and it yes. turns out they're adults and i i had to learn that from the, the language context. and that i i thought was a little unfortunate that said, everything else looks solid. I love the um, designs for the characters. Um, in particular, um, the, um, oh, what's her name? I can't remember what her name is. Hang on, let me go back to the beginning page. Because I think there's probably gimmick. a gimmick. I love gimmicks. I mean, like, the fact is, I love Gambit. Yeah. I love seeing a take on, and it's not just taking Gambit's costume and putting it on her. Right. There's a lot of effort put redesign. into this. It's a redesign, but, like, it so pays homage and creates a totally new thing. And I got to tell you, I almost like it better on her yeah. than I do on him. <laughs> well, you mentioned <laughs> that the head sock works better it on her. It looks amazing. Are you kidding me? And I also like the touch that, like, she is a seamstress like she knows how to sew and so what she throws are like pins i was like that's so clever yeah that like told me something about her before i even met her right and i thought that that was dope yeah um everyone else's costume honestly they look fantastic mm -hmm. um you know you immediately get who their favorite might have been yes um the key here to this issue is that like you have these young mutants mutants <laughs> we don't know anything we don't know about these these folk and they they show up they're fighting some some um villains who were defeated i think by x factor they lost their powers in house of m oh. and so like they don't have um or the results of that so they don't have powers anymore and they're mad about that okay and they're like oh sure like you get to keep your powers we don't get to have them and just it's like, die no they have to actually go to krakoa <laughs> well, and they have to adhere by the laws and ah. if you're not willing to do that you're not getting your powers back right well you know you could always leave yeah 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 um <laughs> i just said the pitch meeting thing um <laughs> but um they yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. uh <laughs> these five essentially have gotten the call or so they say to mm -hmm. go to krakoa and so they kind of were like eh, we're good we don't want to do that just yet yeah you know after the fight, they kind of go down a back alley to kind of regroup and right. kind of like talk about like how cool they all were and like what they all did. And I was like, that's so yeah, they're Ninja Turtles. They're that. just like high fiving each other. After yeah, I love that. Um, honestly, um, they they have this moment I think where they're talking about like, and then I did this and that was super cool. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Don't forget though, right now I think in Marvel, like teenagers are not really supposed to be heroes. Right, there's still that thing going on. Yeah, and so like they're concerned about Law. that. Yeah, they're they're concerned about that, and that's when Magma and Pixie show up, um, and they're like, "Hey, um, you guys didn't move far enough away, <laughs> so we found you. How come you're not on Krakoa?" Right. And so 
kind of unravels the fact that they're like, we, we have got some stuff we want to take care of here mm-hmm. first. And they're like, okay, cool, whatevs. Um, we see them in school, kind of what their day-to-day is like. We get a little bit more about who they are. Again, we see that, like, this is definitely reaching out to, like, to a younger audience, talking about, you know, like, they go to thrift stores and they do, and they're concerned about, you know, the fact that, like, people think that mutants are, like, bad and you see it like leaking into school where they're just like they're making an army and like if you touch them like you can get like right like there's misinformation there's misinformation abound and and you have these kids who are dealing with it also trying to keep it under wraps that they are in fact mutants yes there'll be a big surprise twist at the end that i'm not going to give away to you as to like oh my gosh calls in question everything right or not i don't know um overall like i like what this book brings in like to play in terms of the x-men in general certainly we see like in new mutants younger mutants like you know dealing with being on krakoa yes but like now we're dealing with mutants who are dealing with the the reality the reality in the like rest of the world right um which has for me a lot of like like nostalgia in terms of like what the x-men used to have to deal with and like running and hiding and not being ambassadors and not like whatever yeah um, and also having to deal with the fact that they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wish the script was a little tighter. Mm-hmm. I really do. I'm totally going to pick up the next issue, however. Cool. Um, keep this going. I, I think that that I, I like Vida Ayala. I, I've you know read other works by her, and yeah. I and I you know don't think that this is a reflection of her abilities. Right. I think this is a, possibly a reflection of time constraint. Absolutely. So that's it. Yeah. We want to thank Bernard Chang for being in the chat. <laughs> During that review. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> being very cool about me giving criticism. I very much appreciate you being cool about that. Um, other, Like I said, otherwise, I mean, it looks great. That was just my one thing. Though. I know, I know. It didn't was... look like kids. That's it. Yeah. I'm but sorry. like the designs are great and, they, they're, and they're the action's so, I think fun. they're solid. Yeah. I think they're solid cool designs. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I... There's also a really cool conversation that happens with like the core 90s X-Men. So like Jean and Storm and Cyclops and Nightcrawler. What? And, and Wolverine around a pool table. Oh, yes. And like it, that is some solid like... X-Men. Well, not just solid X-Men, but like solid word and art combo. My marriage, yeah. Because it's like they're playing pool and they're like also having this like battle of words. Right. And I, and I just dig that. It's I guess just, that's like the nice. week of that. You yeah. Know? There's a lot of that going around. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, I'm just going to get back to the super chats uh dj destroyer glad to catch you live once uh welcome to the show man thank you so hyped for tomorrow and the nw78 can't wait to see what taylor does with old dicky boy so tired of jurgens um i haven't read any nightwing in a long time so i'm excited to see what taylor does uh, with the character of course to my recommendations mm. alan osborne i know this has nothing to do with daredevil but joke uh, joker getting his own books just sounds dumb my alone in that thought you are not but we're going to talk about joker in a minute i just wanted to say <laughs> yeah i i was one of the first people to be like i hate joker getting his own book he has had his own book i think it was in the like early 80s mm-hmm. and it's a great cover because it's just joker like pushing all the other villains out of the way and he's like it's me i'm the only one of you you stooges that could actually get their own book mm-hmm. and it's like penguin being like yeah which is really funny yeah uh ruben gonzalez can't uh haven't read future state but i do want to read the trade also wonder when earth one volume three without any big announcement why dc i don't know I saw it in my recommendations. I bought it. I have now volumes one and two, one, two, three. I haven't read two, so I got to read Earth one, uh, two, and three in order to understand the trilogy of Grant Morrison's Wonder Woman. Uh, but yeah, we'll do that eventually. Excellent. 
and uh, Cash Money in the Bank. Did y'all read Wonder Woman this week? The Asgard angle was my has my each interest peaked. Tiffany, sorry. Oh, our Asgard Wonder Woman. Yes, let's talk about that. Um, this okay. So this is Wonder Woman seven seventy. Is that is that the number? Seven. I thought it was seven fifty. But let me take a look. It's right here. Seven seventy. Seven seventy. Nice. Uh, written by uh, Michael W. Conrad and Becky Cloonan, with art by Travis Moore. Ooh. Um, this okay. Not we have not read a book in a while that has made me think of God of War <laughs> quite like this one does, and not because not in a bad way, not, not in a bad way, not in like a oh they copied whatever. It's literally because they took a Greek Roman god like character and plopped them into Norse mythology. There and so you I go. was like, okay, I'm so in. I honestly haven't picked up Wonder Woman in a while, so this brought me right in because the cover. I was like, yep, I'm in. Cool Vikings, nailed mm-hmm. it. Done. And her, and her new outfit. And her new outfit, which, remember I said last time, reminded me of Lady Sif, and then here she is. Yeah. Um, essentially, this is um, starting an arc for Wonder Woman where it's like, man, she gave up being one of the quintessence. Yeah, she almost... Obviously, that was for the best. <laughs> Good choice, Dee. Yeah, you could Honestly. have almost been killed by Darkseid. Yeah, but you weren't. I, she probably wouldn't have been because she's Diana. Well, because DC has plans for her, so. No. Yeah, but like, I mean, like, regardless, though, she would have been like, nah. Yeah. Not no. when you do that. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but um, essentially, we're kicking off like a journey that she's going to be going on and like unraveling mysteries. It's all about mysteries, folks. Like, honestly, like nine times out of ten, most books have some sort of mystery to it. And this is the mystery of like, why doesn't Diana have her memories? And who is this person she keeps running into? Mm. Diana essentially wakes up in Valhalla. Well, kind of in the realm of Valhalla because Valhalla is like the meat hall or what have you but like right. and so she's greeted by Siegfried Siegfried however you want to say it sure because I'm going to probably say it incorrectly who cares um you know epic hero of Norse mythology especially mm-hmm. if you watch Django Unchained <laughs> um <laughs> But, uh, and she's in a, a, the, a battle, and the idea is that like, you go to Valhalla, you battle all day, and you go to the meat hall, and you you celebrate, and you yeah. come back, and you start it all over again. And that's what it is. It's just every day is a battle. Okay. Every day is a battle. Every day is, you know, the opportunity to claim victory. And if you fall in battle, it's fine. You come back. Right. And that's cool. And, like, she keeps having these, like, thoughts where she's like, when she dies, yeah. she's like, I thought I was invulnerable. Why would I think that? Right. <laughs> You know, like what is that from? Mm-hmm. But like after she dies, like she like transitions to this like dream like state essentially, where it's like there's blackness, and then she is, sees like this light and a figure, like the the like silhouette of a of a person, mm-hmm. a being mm. who's like, uh oh, like yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. You need to remember. Yeah, and then she wakes and then up. She doesn't remember. Yeah, she doesn't remember. And like later on, we'll learn that. The more she does this every day, yes. like cyclical going to battle, dying. The longer she's back, in Neverland, the more she forgets. Yeah, the more she forgets, and she won't be able to return or or claim her memories. Um, Jack, Neverland makes you forget, right? You know. Also, like run home, Jack. Siegfried's super hot. Yeah, he's got his deep V. He's right. showing the chest. Yeah, the 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 appropriate amount of chest hair, I sure. guess. Sure. Yeah, there's a proportionate um, amount. She wakes up in bed. She's like, oh no. Uh-oh. And he's like, I'm a man of honor. We did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, and so, like, she gets dressed and she's like, I'm going to go explore. Right. And so she does. And she has this moment where, while she's, like, looking around. She's like, I thought I could fly. Mm, why did I think that? But the rules of Valhalla don't let me. What What's up with that? Mm-hmm. And then she runs into a squirrel. 
And this is why Tiffany enjoyed this book. What? No. <laughs> but if you are familiar with Norse mythology, you know who this character is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go to the next panel, I'll might I'll take a stab at saying their name. Let's let's give it a shot. It's Ratatasker. There should be an R, but there's no R. Ratatask. Ratatasker. It should be an R. Oh. Because Ratatasker is the delivery squirrel for the Tree of Life. For oh. Yig- for Yggdrasil. Okay. And so it carries, like, from the under creature below, which I'm not going to even take a shot <laughs> at saying the name of, to mm-hmm. the great eagles aloft, it carries messages. Cool. And so this, like, squirrel's like, come with me. I can help you. And they come to Yggdrasil, and he's like, it's dying. Oh. And I need you to help because if it, once Yggdrasil dies, Ragnarok will be unleashed. Of course, essentially. Yes. And and so this realm will die. Mm-hmm. Um, and Diana's like, okay, but I mean, she looks okay. She's like, but it's not, and I need you to help me. And if right. you help me, I'll help you get your memories, memories back. back. Yeah. And she's like, cool, but I gotta go. I made. It's not like I've got a date, but like I kind of have a date. Yeah. So I gotta go. I gotta go have a battle. Right. And so. Siegfried gives her a magic sword and they go to battle and, you know, in battle they see Thor. Oh. But not... Not, not our that, Thor. Not that Thor. Yeah, no. This Thor. Norse mythology Thor. DC's Thor. Yeah. And more or less like deity Thor. Yes. You know? Yeah. Not nine realms Thor, but yeah. I guess there are realms. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Sure. And um, during their battle, Diana falls again. In okay. Battle. And like he holds her and he's like, ah, and then afterwards he goes to Avenger. She sees the being again. She comes back. She's in the mead hall. Yeah. And she notices Siegfried ain't there. Oh. What happened? Yeah. She goes out to find him. And it turns out like he's still laying dead in the field. Hmm. And Ratatoskar is there and is like, yeah, so the Valkyries didn't come for him. They didn't come to bring him back. Hmm. And like, in fact, there are fewer Valkyries than there should be. Hmm. And so he gets back up. And like it's like the fog. It's like the fog of war is taking him, and okay. so he won't be able to return. Aww. And so Radzowski is like, "Listen, if you help me save the tree, we'll find a way to get him back." Yeah, and that's that's it. That's what we're we're going on a, a cool Viking adventure. Cool, but like there is something else out there that's calling Diana to leave. Yeah, and like it's like this isn't where you're supposed to be. Yeah, I don't like get out of here. Mm-hmm. I, meanwhile, I'm like, but this is cool, right. and I'm happy to see her here. I'm yeah. very excited for this adventure. Sure. Um. Art's pretty solid. Like the coloring here and there is like it's just different. It's yeah. it's um, it doesn't look bad. It doesn't look bad. It's just a it's a different sort of feel. Um, it has that. Uh, what is it? Is it Bond villain who often colors um, Dan Mora's art? Oh yeah. And, and whoever's coloring um, once in future, it has that vibe, but it doesn't push the envelope enough. Uh-huh. And so like that's where I think I'm struggling with it. It's not quite pushing it to get to the next level of gotcha. like using those super bold colors yeah. of super bright um crazy tones mm-hmm. but it's solid cool great i haven't been excited honestly for wonder woman in a bit but again i always side towards the like mythology yeah of like her so this was a, an easy sell no for brainer. me yeah, yeah definitely uh okay b black says uh, definitely curious about children of the atom some think they're chimera or cyborg human mutant fans uh-huh. i like the relationships they had and maggot and maggot yes i forgot to mention maggot that that was adorable and like really solid way to like anyone who wasn't sure who maggot was right. to kind of give them an idea in like a couple of sentences yeah yeah like this is maggot here you go here's maggot are these really are those worms really your guts yeah oh <laughs> this is eeny and meeny right 
They look great, by the way. They're like creepy and adorable Good. all at the same time. Uh, it's, it's a little upsetting, but I'm like, aw. Yeah. Kevin Kruger, when did Mr. Sinister become a mutant? And Ennis on Batman. Yay. Yes, Ennis is getting a... Yes, they're doing a Garth Ennis Batman miniseries. I think Killer Croc is the villain. I don't... Black Label? Or are they giving up on it's, that? Oh, it's, it's its own thing. Um, <laughs> but if you watch my interview with Garth Ennis, uh, you might catch him saying that the only superhero that he would write for is Batman. So this was teased a long time ago oh um, but yeah and uh they said that in hawks and pox it's mr sinister's mutant this version of him is a mutant mm -hmm. uh don't forget there are many sinisters yes <laughs> uh, storm king are you going to do a comic line for snyder cut hey sal where did you get their t-shirts the black sick man one with the white s uh over on tpublic.com slash store slash comic pop uh, you can get Jor-El's shirt from the Superman movie, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I got it. I love that shirt. Uh, I need to get more before DC shuts it all down. <laughs> um, this sweet shirt as well is also available there. Uh, but yeah. But not this one. But not that one. That's just a fun sweater. <laughs> that actually... Uh, that's just a sweater. That's from Fortune Offs. No, it's not. No, Lord and Taylor. Yeah, that's gone too. Which doesn't exist anymore. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. We're going to do an off the rack on the Snyder Cut. But mm -hmm. like, if we can trick Ben and Ethan into hanging out with us and spending four hours watching that movie... We'll do a comic line about it. Who sure. Knows? Uh, but thank you, and you stay safe as well. Uh, Nick Bledsoe says, just wanted to say thanks for the great recommendations. You guys rock. I'm loving Daredevil. Yay. Happy to hear it. Thank you so much, Nick, for your support. Welcome to the show. Uh, and Gerald helping us out in a big, bad way. Thank you very much, Gerald. That's really nice of you. Uh, so let's jump into Joker. Joker, uh, of course, was written by James Tynan IV with art by Guillaume, Guillaume March. Uh, this is a series that I said should never exist. It is, like, just cashing in on the name recognition of joker it's too many bat books blah 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 i also really enjoyed it uh it's <laughs> an excellent book uh it basically is like it, it's a it's a jim gordon series uh the idea here being uh jim uh it's what? a jim gordon series that people will buy because it says joker as that's opposed right to as opposed to calling it gotham central or jim gordon you know or gordon the hunter or something like that like it's just it, it's it's about joker and gordon and i'll take that especially if they go the way they the way that i want it to it won't which is why i'm gonna enjoy it because i'm not gonna have expectations just enjoy it for now for as exactly. long as you can. But uh, Tynan clearly has a lot of pull at DC now. He's mm -hmm. one of the top players. So uh, he could do whatever he wants, uh, which is odd and why I don't like Joker War because he could have done more and he didn't. Um, but he did create like four new characters. So this is in the wake of Joker War, obviously. We retconned some stuff uh, right before Jim left for Chicago and went to Gotham. Hey, year one. Uh, he looks just like him. And in fact, the art kind of like reflects the eras and moments that like you remember mm -hmm. plus March to kind of doing his own thing. Mm -hmm. This is very, it reminds me very much of the, uh, God, uh, Mazzucchelli's, uh, art from year one. Um, it's not quite there, okay, but it reminds me there's like a few simple moments that like reminded me of that particularly, mm. uh, it was also reinforced by Gordon's, uh, little notepad, uh, internal monologue <laughs> in any case uh gordon is asked by like an old grizzled man uh who used to be on the chicago police department uh well, who his boogeyman is he was this guy was tormented by his own boogeyman basically he caught this like or he was chasing after this cannibal uh and it's scarred him for life and he basically says like before you leave you should know you know if you, there is true evil in the world and when you see it 
aim for the head. Like, don't arrest it. <laughs> Kill the Joker, is what he's saying. And uh, so we see, like, basically that kind of reinforced. Uh, Jim is haunted by images of the Joker. Uh, he, you know, we retcon in this image the idea that, like, you know, Gordon has paid more for the Joker's madness than Batman and, and, and anyone in Gotham at this point. Yeah. And so every time that, like, he closes his eyes, much like his counterpart in Chicago, uh, not that he sees his smile, which is what I expected a writer to write. Uh, instead, it's he hears his laughter. And I don't know why you would close your eyes and hear laughter, uh, especially because when the Chicago guy says he closes his eyes, he sees his boogeyman, but whatever. Uh, it, it, it's it's still excellently written in terms of uh, story and uh, dialogue, uh, but uh, the 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 visual of uh, the narrative visual of, of having the parallel there it just kind of falls apart. It's kind of like an editor would have caught that, but you know you do what you want. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Gordon is no longer on the police department. Uh, Joker kind of like Joker attacked Arkham. In another book, presumably, no. No, he did. That was that's <laughs> over. That's that's already done. Uh, although maybe not, maybe not, because Joker has a Joker has something to say about that. But basically, uh, th there was a Joker talks and went in. Hundreds of people died, including a couple like of five hundred people. people. Yeah, yeah, and uh, including Bane and Scarecrow. We know Scarecrow isn't dead, but Bane is. Uh, and but Jim doesn't believe that. Then he doesn't believe it either. Uh, but yeah, but Bane is being like immortalized uh, in like little Santa Prisa and other communities. And so that kind of like frustrates Jim. It doesn't, it doesn't. Like I, I, Jim was like, I get it. He does get it. And I was like, no, you don't. Like for me, I'm like, Jim, do you remember Nightfall? <laughs> Screw Bane. Uh, but uh, I love that he, you know, we, we acknowledge him like seeing kids with punched on shirts and he's like, ugh. Yeah. He's invited to help uh, with the new mayor from the magistrate and bullshit. Uh, basically like, you know, Hey, do you want to help me? Here's what the Joker was like. Here's where the Joker was seen in Arkham. Here's where he, you know, he was seen with Bane, blah, blah, blah. And Gordon, of course, like he makes a comment. Like he, I pretend like I've seen them for the first time. And then we see like a shot of him and Batman, like <laughs> looking at pictures together, like friends. And I'm like, yay. Yeah. Uh, then he says to the, to the new mayor, you know, like, listen, you should really re rethink your stance on Batman, which shuts the conversation down and gets me to leave. Uh, I, I doubt I'll be hearing from him anymore. Mm. But we're reinforcing this whole concept of like Joker's or, uh, Joker is the thing that Gordon sees in his nightmares when he closes his eyes. Um, no, he hears it. He hears. Yeah, I know. But like, I'm I'm not gonna say that anymore. I know. It's and so I, stupid. And I get it. I, I see someone like saying how it's like is is laugh more iconic, and I'm like, yeah. But for Jim, he would have seen more of the smiles because it's joker smile whenever he kills someone with joker toxin exactly. that, that's like what he sees on the bodies of anyone who's ever been a victim yeah so like i i get where it should have been more of a visual thing where he's just like every person like we've ever taken to the morgue that's been infected it's his face it's yeah. his smile exactly uh so we also retcon uh this uh, this allows for things to happen because this is infinite frontier and uh you know like Hey, how old is Jim anyway? Didn't he like look young and stuff when he had the bat money suit and everything? Yeah, Barbara encouraged him to dye his hair, but now he's not because he's old. Screw I you. I totally see her being like, come on, dad. Yeah. Go. He's like, okay, but now I'm not going to do that. And I'm old Jim Gordon He's like, this again. is stupid. This is so stupid. And it was stupid that I did it ever. He's like, it made more sense when I was on the force. And then I, had, I couldn't stop doing it. Yeah, exactly. Now, but, now uh, that I'm not on the force, it's right? fine. Uh, also, James Gordon Jr. is dead. And I missed that. Like, at some point, because I just only selectively read comics, but, like, you know, particular issues of series and whatnot. 
But uh, James Gordon Jr. died, and it's like in some way connected with the Joker, whatever. But like, I'm glad because there's enough. I've had enough of James Gordon Jr. Anyway, like, there's only so many but stories you, know you can he's tell. Not gonna be dead. Yeah, I know. But uh, but there's a great page that like immortalizes it, and it's great. And it's yeah. A really cool visual of the Joker, and I really liked it. Um, also, what would you say? You were like, oh, three Jokers. Well, you said when you were describing <laughs> it to me, you're like, oh, there's like three. Then there's like three Jokers there, and I'm like, oh, three. You say? Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> Basically, okay, so the long and the short of it is, uh, it's, uh, what did I liken it to? You said it was, it's, like, it's Hannibal. Hannibal. Uh, you know, a rich, a rich benefactor wants Joker killed, and so they hire Jim Gordon, and they ask him to ex- execute the Joker. And they send a sexy young lady. Yeah, to lure I, him in. I like that moment where, like, they're in the house, and he's like, listen, we need to kind of cut to the chase, because a girl who's younger than my daughter has invited me to, like, up Someone else's house. Let's just get with it. Yeah. Also, I think the big, <laughs> she also has a big bodyguard. I think it's Bane um right but uh yeah she basically she she makes him an offer he can't refuse he barely refuses it and then like we know he's not going to and uh you know we know that he went to like wherever belize or bermuda or something like that one of the places would start with the b and uh and then we see joker at like a villa that he like slaughtered everyone in and he sees the uh the headline from the gotham gazette and it's joker's last laugh uh you know immortalizing a day and he's like this is about to get very interesting. Isn't it? As if to suggest... Maybe he didn't do it. Maybe he didn't do it. Which I think will be the way in which they don't have Gordon kill Joker at the end of the series. Right. Is where he's like, oh, he's not guilty of the crime that I'm here to kill him for. And it's like, you were never going to do it. You absolutely would do it. Just kill him. Let Gordon kill him. There's two stories where he almost kills him. They're both great and old. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we set up like Joker is where they think he is. Gordon is going to take the, the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, the, and the assignment. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we think that, like, you'll do a better job than if we caught, hired, like, Deadshot or something. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Sure. And so that's the story. And the story is just basically, like, Gordon's going to, and he has, like, a he has an expense account, bottomless. He can, like, do, he can charter planes, get a, get all the, you sure. know, pay people off. He can do whatever he wants. So it's, Gordon gets, like, a free platinum card to go kill the Joker I, and money in the bank at the end of it. I won't lie, because my because of how my brain works, when I was kind of zipping through, yeah. it's like, I, I read this, but I didn't have a chance to truly, like, pour over it. Um, When I saw the woman with the, the hat on her face, and I was like, is that a flower? Are we, like... Doing a Mr. Bloom? Wait, no, no. it's just a hat. Stop. <laughs> Stop. No. That guy's never coming back. <laughs> Which is too bad, because as you pointed out, Mr. Bloom is Bat Gordon's villain. Yeah. Like, that's his, that's his Joker it's his, it's his. It's not Joker. It's not. No, no, no. But, like, it's Joker's his, it's his Joker. villain. Yeah. But so. it's cool. Like, this series was neat. I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised as well, but, but mostly because it was just... It's a Gordon book, and, yeah. I, and I'm telling you, like, I, you know, I know that Tynan can write solid stories, and, like, I loved his run on Justice League Dark, and a lot of folk loved his run on Detective, and obviously I love Something is Killing the Children. Yes. And for a lot of people, like, Batman was kind of a misstep for him, and it just felt faster paced than his normal style of work, and yeah. I don't know if that was a time constraint there. I don't right? want to make excuses for him, but, no. like, don't shy off of this book because of who it's written by. Like, if you haven't been a fan of his work on Batman, but you are looking for something that's a little more grim, gritty, and again, like, sort of police procedural or, it, like, noir feeling, 
Like, I give it a shot. You know, like this is just such a different tone than his Batman, right? That like I I I'd say it might be worth it if you haven't been enjoying yeah. that. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I I really genuinely enjoy the issue, and I I I'm excited to see more. I want a Gordon book. I do too. I I and there have been yeah. in the past. There have been Gordon books. Um, I have a couple of them, and I and I really want to pick them up and actually read them. I bought them at like you know trade shows trade show, yeah. like you know just like secondhand kind of copies of things mm-hmm. um like gotham central i have there's another one i have too yeah instead of what i've been reading is gotham by midnight which has nothing to do with jim gordon no <laughs> no but uh yeah i i think it's smart smart move on their part calling it a joker book making it a gordon book because i don't like joker i I'm, don't think he's like a i don't think he's a protagonist i i don't think he's a protagonist either and i think he will come up more in this obviously yeah. because i'm wondering if Joker and Gordon won't be solving different mysteries of their own and then right. meet at a point. Yeah. Because, like, I could imagine if Joker wasn't responsible, if for some reason they're going to go with he wasn't responsible for yeah. what happened at Arkham, that would annoy him. Oh, absolutely. Be like, um. Yeah. Oh, and, and that by is the way, my branding. that could telegraph the whole, like, yeah, you saw Future State, you saw Magistrate, all that crap. Yeah, no. The whole, we the, the, the new administration here, I'm just going to go ahead and say that's what I think is going to happen. The new administration that's, like, going to set up the magistrate in Future State, they set off the bomb. Yep. They set off A-Day. They set up, like, the name and stuff. They coordinated with the press. They got rid of Gordon, and they forced Harvey into retirement mm-hmm. and just and got rid of the Arkham problem. Yep. So that it would facilitate... And, and it would and it, uh, pinned Joker. In fact, maybe this whole clandestine group is part of the magistrate's plan. Like, we're going to get Gordon to kill Joker... We're going to pin everything on him. You know, it's all... Connect- and then Gordon slash Batman slash the Joker mm-hmm. unravel it all and get them out of here. Yeah. So that we can, like, ha- not have history or future repeat itself. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Kevin Kruger, if you could see any other bad guy get a book, who would you choose? i pick Anton Arcane. Well, that's a fun one. I think a Mr... I think a Scarecrow book would be really cool. I could see that. Absolutely. yeah, yeah. Uh, Norrin's Rad717, best thing about Amazing Spider-Man 61 was the ads for Zdarsky's new Spider-Man series and Miles' clone saga. Yeah, Miles getting a clone saga, pass. But I will be reading uh, Zdarsky's What If Spider-Man maybe, comic. Maybe they're just calling it. Be so, I mean, they're doing it for different. marketing. Be very yeah. different, yeah. sure. Uh, and Cash Money in the Bank, I'd buy a book called Gordon. Yeah, you and me both. But me like, too. Yeah, no, but like not enough of us would. Black label book. Right, black. Oh, oh. Garth Ennis, black label. No, would be too sad. He'd be, you know, he. I don't know, actually. Yeah, Ennis would know what to do with Gordon. Yeah. You know, but Batman would look like a friggin' wanker. Well. But yeah. <laughs> uh, NB Yellow Paladin and A Salad Tiffany, you two. Uh, glad you two are good health. Question uh, that's been on my mind lately. Why doesn't Superman get the love he deserves? It's sad that no one understands your favorite hero. Uh, yeah, you suddenly got an answer. I was going to say, I think because regardless of what Superman was created for and like what ideals he was supposed to, to embody. embody, I think he's a different individual for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so a lot of folk gravitate towards the like power that he has and the ability he has to like basically defeat anyone. And so like we see a lot of focus on that. And so when they do stories that aren't that it's not as embraced because that's not what people are looking for necessarily. Not everyone. Yeah. I mean, I definitely like the a little hokier yeah. stuff for Superman. Like I, Superman's one of those few heroes out there that like hokey looks good on him. Yeah. Yeah. 
He wears it well. Watch. Uh, doesn't watch... mean he can't be serious, and it doesn't mean that like he can't be a badass sometimes. But it makes him feel almost more badass when he drops the like hokiness. Yeah, and he's like, okay. or when he gets serious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's like he he's the only one who can get away with it. Yeah, and we talked about that on back issues a lot, where it's just like Superman's the only one who can have a no killing rule. He's like, well, I, you know, with Green Arrow, like. You're a guy. <laughs> you're gonna have to kill people at some point. Yeah, that might. Because ha- like, that you're might just a guy. Happen. It might happen. I'm, 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 just shy of infallible enough to get away with saying that out loud. Mm-hmm. You know, and holding myself to a different standard. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, Ryan Van Alstein says, much as I'd like a Gordon to kill the Joker, I think it's more likely Joker kills Gordon. DC likes Joker more. And you know, Tiny would love to replace him with more original characters. <laughs> that's uh, that's very concerning, and well, I hate no, that. He could he could just push Punchline then. Punchline avenges the Joker. She becomes <laughs> like triple A status. You know, I I I mean, like here's the thing: if you kill the Joker, he's coming back. Like it doesn't matter. Uh, but yes, I, I I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So let's recommend some books, some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Uh, let's do that. Oh, I also want to give a quick shout out. Uh, Conan the Barbarian number 19 came out this past week by yes. Jim Zub. Uh, Corey Smith is the new artist on the book. Nice. It is very different from what it had looked like. Okay. It is much more like current comic book. So if you, you know, if you want Conan to look more like a Marvel comic, mm-hmm. this is the time to try it out. Which is fair. I mean, Conan has been a Marvel comic before. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, yeah, but yeah. And he, and he looked like that. Yeah. This looks like a comic book. But right. like, you know, there's a lot of horses in this book. Like stuff <laughs> stuff people don't want to draw. And he draws it really, and he does it really That's well. Fair. That was just such a funny like thing to point yeah, out. A lot of like, horses. I didn't know where that was going. You would Makes... you would love this. Didn't you read this? I didn't read this. I didn't get a chance. He, he, he goes to like a... Japanese inspired realm oh, cool. in in his in the oh, Hyborian age. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's cool. It's he needs a slave again. It's fun. It's a uh, it's fun. It's, he, lo- he looks pretty upset. He is he is pretty upset. <laughs> he was he's tortured for like weeks. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, that's and fair. he steals a lady. Okay, you know yeah, it's a whole yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's classic Conan. <laughs> uh oh, I had that a rep already. Um okay, so obviously I gotta recommend it. Nightwing number seventy eight. This is the, if you were ever going to do a relaunch, just do it. But like, okay, 78, it's from Tom Taylor. Uh, I like that cover. Yeah, I like that cover too. It's just, it's Taylor <laughs> doing Nightwing. This dude loves his characters. He knows what he's doing. Uh, the art's by Bruno Redondo. I know that name, but I can't speak to it. Maybe to the cover. Um, doesn't say. I'll just say I, I'm going to check it out. I don't, <laughs> I don't read a lot of Nightwing. Okay. For me, Nightwing is a supporting character in a Batman book, but I recognize his value. But he hasn't been that in a long time. Nightwing's been Nightwing has been drugged through the mud for the last two decades. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to buy this book. Yeah. Just to like support. Hey, look, leave him alone. Like for me, I'm like I like Nightwing, but like again, he's a Batman character. But like I appreciate that he's his own character as well. Right. And so for me, I'm like just but just. I like him as Nightwing over there. Go keep him, keep him up. Like, right. But don't fuck him up just to like get Batman out there. So it's like, fine. So I'll support it. And that book's coming out tomorrow, right? Coming tomorrow. Okay. Along with tomorrow, I'm also going to pick up this obviously new Avengers inspired Justice League cover. Justice League number 59. <laughs> it's Bendis on Justice League. Here we go. Here folks. we go. Black Adam on the Justice League. Okay. I bet he acts like Sentry. 
Um, I'm really looking forward to this because I love Bendis on team books. That's true. And uh, by the way, art by Ram V. No, uh, no. it's co-written. Uh, the art's by David Marquez. Zermanico and David Marquez. Yeah, because it says he reunites with David Marquez. Yeah, wow. And Zermanico. I don't know who that is. I think it's just those no, two. Marquez people. just did the uh, the cover. Yeah, it says Bendis and Marquez. Oh. And Bond villain. Oh. Because Tamara Bond villain is a fantastic colorist. Yes. There's a and there's a backup by Ramsey. That's probably who the, who the artist paired with. Yeah. There you go. Who, who's the Justice League Dark Rider? Artist. <laughs> That's why we said that name. Yep. It's all coming together, folks. There we're you learning. Go. We're learning as we go. That's right. But Justice League is coming out. I I love his uh, his team books. This is it. I like, like that Black Canary looks like she's on this she team. She is. No, it's Black Canary. It's Green Arrow. I think uh, Blue uh, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold are going to be on the team. Mm-hmm. I think Naomi's going to be on the team. I don't remember. Uh, who knows? There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of options here. I'm excited. We'll see. I I I'm you know we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot. I get like, he lost a lot of good faith with folk on Superman on Superman um, and uh, even Leviathan. Yes, and don't and this, this yes, a lot of things. Um, but this is a team book, and like historically speaking, Bendis has done a stronger job with Constantly. teams. Yeah, I'm not saying go run out and grab it. I'm just saying like if you are of a mind to give it a fair shake if look if it's not good it's okay right just, just, you, just you, don't, you don't have to buy it. it's all right yeah uh also i wanted to recommend this book because it just it just jumped out at me and i was like yeah. oh what's this yeah yeah superman red and blue yeah i'm just like ooh, that looks great yeah i have a feeling it's going to be like only the red and blue colors yeah i hope so just like the harley one yeah a great idea or like so. Batman, like black, and, black white. and white. Yeah, they're like, but Superman would be red and blue, right? I'm like, that's cute. I love it. Um, that's written by a whole bunch of artists. Yes, I'm not, gonna, too. I'm not even gonna get into but it. But that's why I think it's like the Batman one. Yes, where it's like, so it's gonna be like a bunch of, it's like a, an anthology kind of thing. So it's a bunch of different writers and artists, um, going cool. for things. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I clicked on this, but I did, and then I saw who was writing it. And I was like, oh no! Okay, I'm gonna read this. I'm going to at least try it. Um, this is where DC sent him. They pushed him into this book. Yeah. He could have been writing Hellblazer forever. He could have. But, but instead. Not. Instead, Simon Spurrier is going to be writing Black Knight Curse of the Ebony Blade number one. Okay. I, I don't have a lot of interest in this character. But you did. But you know what's I'm funny? I'm going to check it out. We did a GBU about vampires oh, that's called right. Captain and, Britain and, and the MI-13. And I kind of enjoyed him in there. That was and fun. he's in that and you liked him and there. I, and I liked it there. So that's fair. Um, uh, it'll be drawn by uh, Sergio Fernandez Davila. De, De, De I really was trying to put all different other things in there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check it out, guys. I can't help it. I know I said, like, don't buy books just because a writer's writing it. What? We've talked about that? No. I've said that it. before. Like, you don't have to buy every single no, you book don't have by a to. writer. And here I am doing that. Well, what else? What are my <laughs> options here? Spyro is not allowed to draw or write uh, Hellblazer. No, anymore. he's writing some X Men. Don't forget. Mm. Um, like so, like I'm grabbing this. I'm gonna check it out. Yep. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to what he brings to the table. Yep. Um, I like Cy Spurrier. I think he crafts an excellent, excellent. Um, there we go. An excellent story. So I, I I'm looking forward to him making me care. Yeah. Sword number four is coming out. It's another tie-in. That's uh, three out of four, right? Yeah. Three issues out of four issues in a, in a new series. Yeah. Are King and Black tie-ins. I know. Uh, 
were they that worried that this book wasn't going to sell? I don't know. Like, what the hell? I don't know. I mean, like, listen. Maybe Ewing is, knew that it was like... It ma- is a series about a, a ship in space that would definitely be seeing what was going on with King of Black. So maybe that's important. I mean, that's like, fair. the story's and still been there. The story's been there, and they are, like, they'll check in and they'll do things. But it's just the fact that every time I, I look at a cover, it's just... It's a King of Black tie-in. We have one issue that wasn't a King of Black tie-in. We're going to have to the progressing the story. The fact that it has to be attached to this event. It's, ah, yep. It's written by Al Ewing with art by Valero. Uh, no. Yeah, Valerio Skitty. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I saw a cover artist. I didn't see that. Yes, mm-hmm. what he said. Um, I'm going to pick it up because they are still progressing the story. So. Yeah, it's like almost not even a tie-in. Ah. But it is because Null's on the friggin' cover. Yeah, with Cable. With cable. Yeah. Who knows? And a dragon. Yeah, one of Null's stupid <laughs> Zimbia dragons. What? Cool. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, before we go, I want to mention uh, we want to thank you so much for supporting us, for being here, for yeah. watching the show. We're very lucky to have you all. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the channel and give us a like if you haven't already. It does help out the channel in every way. Mm-hmm. I want to give a quick shout out to just some guy with a mustache making a whole video dedicated to uh, subscribing to this channel. Yes. I know it came out a month ago. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I just saw it the other day. But that said, like we've appreciated seeing commenters saying that they came from that video. So right. thank you so much for doing that. That was above and beyond. It's true. So thank you for that. It's true. We uh, we do appreciate every single one of you who watch this show and watch every show we make uh, or subscribe to this channel and uh, and, and share your opinions and, uh, and your support. We are very, very uh, appreciative of it and we are very lucky to have you all. Uh, is there anything else? Any other house cleaning we need to do? Elseworld's coming back tomorrow. Yep. And Toy Galaxy's Dan Larson is going to be my guest. We're going to talk about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, don't forget to annihilate the like button and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just completely shred that subscribe button. Uh, Justin got the mustache just spits out drink. <laughs> <laughs> Spitzik! That's right, Freakazoid. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, that's it. Uh, thank you so much. Don't forget to follow on twitch.tv slash comicpop, and we'll see you guys next time with another episode. And, of course, stay tuned for more. Uh, also, if you are so inclined, if you have your phones in your face the whole time, go to tiktok.com slash at realcomicpop. You can follow us over there. We're making TikToks. He's not happy about it, folks. They're fine. You know, whatever. <laughs> making you TikToks. You don't really... Listen, if you don't have TikTok, don't worry about it. No, don't get it. Don't Just, don't get it for this. Yeah, no. But we are it's making okay. them. And listen, if you aren't, if you don't have TikTok, I'm taking the TikToks and putting them everywhere else. They're on Instagram. They're on stories. They're on YouTube sh- uh, shorts. Uh, Twitter fleets, they're everywhere, so don't I, worry. I like Annihilation of the button. You hit that like button or yeah. that subscribe button with the Annihilation wave. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, use the Infinity Gauntlet on the like button and all that crap. <laughs> all right, gang. See you next time. So long. Thanks for watching. Bye. <laughs>